Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, we are back for a very exciting episode, but before I get into the details and introduce my guests, I want to remind you to log on to the official website, which is trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com. There's all the information you need for this podcast, such as the social media, other platforms where you can find this podcast, the links to the video versions of this podcast, and the social media. You will also find announcements pertaining to any updates for this podcast such as the merchandise store which is currently being re-evaluated and made uh, through a different company to be better quality so check that out on our social media or when that announcement comes very soon all right well my guest and i go back way before the i even started this podcast back in the days when uh there was this platform called google plus which was dismantled by google uh it's a whole thing look it up if you don't know what we're talking about we do mention it in this episode but this episode is focused primarily on nfts cryptocurrency and a new nft launch that my guest tim moore is really excited about but i'm also really excited about because it's a very inspiring story so without further ado i give you my lovely conversation with tim moore well, welcome to a new brand new episode of Turning Topics with BB. And we're live back on camera. My last episode was only audio because I was, it was recorded on a cruise. Long story. But anyway, um, I wanted to bring Tim on. We've known each other for a while um, in a the minute. internet space. Um, yeah. And I wanted to learn more about his project. We'll get to Grumpy Pogs, which is an NFT that's coming out. But I also just wanted to talk about NFTs in general because it seems like everybody is releasing an NFT. Even like Formula One has an NFT line and a lot of other, it's not just musicians and artists. It's now like brands are releasing NFTs. So I wanted to learn a little bit more and the story that you have about your NFT that you're launching is great. So Welcome to my podcast, Tim. Thank you, Brooke. It's really nice to be with you. Awesome. So I guess before we dive deep into the exciting uh, Grumpy Pugs world, I do want to kind of, I know I've had another episode with another guest in the previous, and we kind of defined the world uh, a little bit about crypto and NFTs, but some of my listeners have had follow-up questions. So that's why I kind of wanted to go a little bit when you Google it, yes, it's a non-fungible token, but I think quant, like in your mind, some people might still have issues understanding what that means and why it's so valuable and why it's moving the mountains that it is today. So can you help, you know, maybe people who are a little apprehensive on, you know, investing in NFTs and why this is like, we're kind of in a, like a pioneer kind of renaissance right now. Yeah, sure. I, I think everybody's asking about NFTs. So it's a good topic. Uh, it can get complicated if you get into all the crypto shenanigans and all that stuff. But in plain farmer's English, um, an NFT is a digitized token. Um, it can be a, a piece of art, um, which some are so beautiful. I mean, there's some beautiful artists yeah. you and I were talking about, right? Yeah, I've seen a few out there. Yeah, so they, uh, they, they'll they digitize that. And normally, for uh, investment reasons, uh, they'll destroy the original or they'll send the original and, uh, you know, unlockable content to the owner as a surprise, and then they can burn it or destroy it. And so now there's just one of that one piece of art that now is available on whatever marketplace uh, that you can post on. There's a lot of very simple ones to post those on. And uh, you attach that to a simple for the exchange. Uh, once it's mint, once the NFT is loaded on the marketplace and it's minted, uh, which means it's created digital, it creates a smart contract, uh, which can be uh, tracked on Etherscan of who owns it. And that is on the blockchain. No one can get to that. No one can steal it from you. It is yours. So a lot of these are investments because they have, um, it's not just the art. It has actual value contained in it because it's really part of a bigger picture. So it's part of uh, um, a franchise or a brand that has benefits that come with it. They have communities that grow and uh, adds a lot to it that are exclusive to that 
uh, NFT, which acts like a ticket, like a membership pass, like a black card, you know, that gets you into everything that that franchise is going to offer in the future exclusively only because um, you have an NFT that from them. So that's kind of the really neat thing about it is not only is it an investment, you buy it in crypto and it can grow in value like many, many, many do and become uh, uh, very valuable for you. It also gets you special benefits as a member, including being in video games, uh, getting additional pieces of art dropped on you for free to add to your collection. The price then goes up even higher. Uh, so it can be a really great investment and and uh, fun thing to do. Now, if you don't do art, uh, you can do other things as a digital uh, piece. You like music. Right. As a musician, right? You can release music, your own music as an NFT. You don't need a record uh, company. You don't need uh, anybody. You can produce it in your bedroom like Billie Eilish and put it as an <laughs> NFT, right. right? And sell it to the highest bidder. And guess what? They then own that song. And you just create this all day long. So I think you're right. It is a whole new um, way of doing business in Web3. I mean, it's the Web2 things. We used to buy things online, right? Right. Uh, There's always physical things. Unless it was a song, right? You'd buy for a song. You'd buy a digital song for buck ninety nine, but you didn't own that song. Right. right? The right and still lied right. with the, the artist. Yeah. 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 And the other thing that's really cool about it is once you do uh, post mint and sell your NFT, uh, most marketplaces offer a built in royalty. So for the life of that digital uh, piece, you will always get royalties when it changes um, ownership. Yeah. Can be up to 20 percent. So. You can see how large collections of a, a very popular NFT, whatever the NFT is, uh, can be profitable for the artist. And I guess the question I have here is a lot of people might have is the the value based on, is it based on rarity? Because I know from going to your website that we're going to talk about in a minute, um, a lot of what you're releasing coming up ba is based on the rarity of that NFT. and. How, how do you decide as your own mentor what the value would be on the blockchain uh, for a piece of art like that? Excellent question. Um, and that's the key, that research, right, uh, is what is the key to whether you're really going to have a profitable launch or not. You could just be a money grabber and price it way too high. Uh, and hope that bots will come in at, you know, maybe half price and buy it at WETH um, for 45% and get your money and run. But most artists aren't like that. They kind of compare pieces uh, to other artists. Um, some of ours are very simple, right? Um, like mine are, are PFPs uh, at this stage. They're beautiful little uh, friendly pieces. So they're not expensive. I'm not asking crazy prices, just normal, everyday uh, prices that anyone can afford. So, um, and the nice thing about marketplaces too, for as an entry point is some people can purchase from those marketplaces based on their credit card. They can use a credit card. Uh, it will help, they will have to open a wallet, but uh, they can use a credit card. So it's not completely foreign experience to anyone over 25. Oh, that makes sense. I guess, you know, that would help people kind of go there. Um, and and what I, from my understanding, is NFTs are solely on the Ethereum blockchain, right? They're not on Bitcoin or they're not on another coin. It's more minted through Ethereum, right? Well, Ethereum is the big daddy, um, but there's a lot of children. So Polygon, for example, is another one, Matic, um, Hedera. Uh, it really, there are marketplaces popping up everywhere on every coin. So um, we're, we're seeing that uh, this is really going to be going mainstream uh, as the uh, blockchain progresses. These new chains become faster, less expensive. Um, it's just going to get better and better and better. So, um, But again, you can just 
again, just for um, simple folks like me, uh, you, you know, the thing that helped me to not this make this be so intimidating was that I could just convert U.S. dollars that I put on Coinbase with a credit card. And then I could go purchase modest pieces that I really, really loved. And, you know, that's what kind of made this seem not so scary or too big for me. And before we get into Grumpy Pugs and the story through the pandemic, what intrigued you about NFTs prior? You know, because I know you've had you've been an entrepreneur for many, many years. You've had a lot of projects. We go way back into talking about those many years ago. But what what drew you initially to NFTs before we get into the project you're on? Well, I think like we were talking about before the show um, is, you know, the whole Web3 opportunity and how it opens things up for creatives. Right. So uh, prior to NFTs, um, you know, you had limited spaces where you could sell your art. Um, You know, you could do it on Etsy or try to sell it through some you know, Pinterest page or other, other things, you could have your own gallery page. Uh, But these marketplaces uh, have opened it up globally, 24 hours, seven days a week, people can use crypto all over the world, it's not super complicated. And that kind of drew me to that marketplace, right? So obviously, um, you're going to get many more eyeballs, much more shoppers, many more buyers. The other thing that drew me to it was that for the artists, they could be so much more creative. There wasn't a, there wasn't a gallery owner that was telling them, oh no, that's too racy. Or, oh no, those colors, no one's going to buy those colors. Or that's it. That's your whole NFT is that little squiggly worm. But you know what? No one's telling us that. As an artist, we can create what we want, what we like, what we're capable of, don't get ahead of yourself, just do what you can do, right? And then celebrate other artists. But all of that creative environment now has opened up with Web3 and given all of us the opportunity to make our own art, own our own art, sell our own art, and make money our way without anyone else in the way. And with metaverses on the just on the horizon, um, what we're going to be able to do with our NFTs and the knowledge we're learning right now is just it's so exciting. I've never been this excited before. <laughs> it is exciting and inspiring because I'm a creative as I do this podcast oh, and yeah. some other stuff for years. Oh yeah. And and when content has been changing like crazy and there's so much content out there, it's yeah. nice to see that there's kind of a push for creatives right now. And yeah. And you know, a uh, neat example I thought was talking about earlier on uh, Twitter spaces was um how the the vibe like for the super bowl commercials right there's obviously yeah. some that came out you know oh, crypto.com with lebron and uh, there were some others that kind of um uh you know flashed that gaming metaverse type vibe uh and then there was that one by taco bell i don't know if you caught it, it was like third or fourth quarter and it came on with those beautiful colors and these avatars and this just meta and kind of vibe i was digging it you know the music, the purple colors on her eyes and air, just the whole thing. And that says live Moss Taco Bell. And I was just like, wow, what a brilliant tone, right? That that um, commercial did. And I thought, you know, that's kind of the vibe I get when I think about NFTs uh, uh, and I think about Web3 and I think about the metaverse. I think about microverse. I think about all these things that we're going to be able to do and all merge together and everyone has creative energy and rights to do what they want. That's pretty dope. Yeah. It's really powerful. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, before we get in, I, I know I keep alluding to it, but I do, we have a question from somebody, um, Genevieve, who's tuned in from LinkedIn. I'll put it on the screen here. So if I own a song as an NFT, and I'm not the artist, can I technically host a concert and charge people to hear it? So I think she was going back to like the rights and all of that. Yeah, uh, that'd probably have to be uh, something that's um, worked out with the artist. So um, does he give you the whole song? Does he 
uh, buying that, does that give you entire rights uh, to do with that song? Um, for example, like you're mentioning, um, Genevieve, does it give you rights then to um, put on concerts, right? Or load it up onto um, other sound uh, cloud or other apps that they can download music? Does it give you that legal right? That's something you'd have to um, find out from the uh, artist. Or does it just give you your own digital usage of it? Yeah, because if it, I guess that's kind of why people are apprehensive because there's all these talk about what's going on with, say, in the music world right now, in the music industry of a lot of well-known artists are selling their catalogs right now and giving it to these publishers that are just getting bigger and bigger. And it's not really going with how people are consuming music right now because right. the industry has changed and the pandemic changed how people consume stuff. Um, so that's interesting to me because then you go into like, so is it going to be more like traditional contracts like the music industry has been, or is it going to be an agreement when an NFT is launched? That's kind of. You know, or all of the above. It, yeah, it, could, yeah. it could, you know, these things are Polaroids, right? It's just, a, it's still developing. It's exciting because we know it's there, but the exact picture is not super clear unless it's clear with the artist. I was on a big uh, Twitter space a couple of days ago, about 1500 art uh, musicians were on there. And one of the things that they were so stoked about was the ability to, to hold their own concerts uh, in a metaverse, um, some of the gaming metaverses right now, and sell uh, their songs, their merch, and everything. Again, no venue needed. There's no setup. Um, it's all virtual. And they're just so bubbling over with excitement for this to develop to the point where, like Genevieve's mentioning, where they can actually sell songs or um, or, or do exactly what Genevieve is talking about because, you know, we all just want to make a little coin on some of this stuff too, right? Right, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about Grumpy Pugs. I know I've watched the story uh, on YouTube, so we'll put up the website so everybody can uh, find out everything they need to know about Grumpy Pugs. But from you, the story was inspiring because it was sparked during the pandemic. And I think a lot of people, as we were in lockdown in various forms, uh, realized, well, we were also consuming content, but also creating, wanting to create content because the world shut down. And right. <laughs> so, right, yeah. so talk about how this came about and your love of pugs. And then we'll talk about, cause I see some artwork behind you. So, yeah. So, um, uh, I think uh, all of us kind of agree that the lockdown kind of just changed us, yeah. you know, in different ways, all of us in different ways. But, um, you know, for me, it, it uh, for five, almost six months, everything that uh, my wife did as a, an artist, uh, she was a wedding photographer. She did um, family portraits. Um, that was that's her business has been for 20 years um, since we were in New York. And we got out here and the lockdown just shut it all that off, completely yeah. gone. Um, and it still hasn't come back. I mean, a year later, nothing. Uh, my business, too, completely was over. No one wanted co uh, consultations, you know. So um, there was no no one was going to work. We were all at home in our pajamas, you know, doing Zoom and, and um, you know, making sure that we were not getting our parents sick and uh, worried. Right. Worrying, you know, and so we, that's the situation we were in here. Um, um, unfortunately, we had a lot of close friends of ours, younger than us and older than us, die from the pandemic. They were killed by it um, a lot. And it really rattled us. Um, so we, we stayed in quite a bit. And that's what like you and I were talking about, gave us the opportunity to kind of explore since we didn't have work anymore, may not come back. We didn't know how long this thing would go. We started exploring things that we um, had time to do now. Like I love to draw. I love to create things. Um, and I would turn on music and I would just start 
drawing. I always wanted to start drawing. So I began drawing, sketching. I took some online classes and my wife was, uh, Stephanie really was lonely. She got uh, some depression out of it like I did too. And so um, she says, I got to have something to help me get through this. And so we, um, she wanted to get a Frenchie pug. She saw it on TikTok. Where else would she see it? <laughs> and uh, so she's seeing all these uh, great TikToks about these Frenchie pugs. And so she found one over in uh, Sacramento and we went and got him. And his name's Cooper. And he's kind of the inspiration of all this. He's just such a lovey pug. I never knew. I, I've always hated pugs. I always thought they were uh, extremely ugly, snotty, snorty. Um, but their personalities what just, I, I was like, wow, if I had only known, I would have had pugs my whole life. They're just so joyful and friendly. And um, so it, it, I tell you, Brooke, it really just made us feel human again. Like we wow. had a life, like we had a life, that little, little puppy. And so um, I, I did one drawing. It's in the video. You can watch it. But I did one little drawing of Cooper. And this was back in uh, late last year, or uh, yeah, and I put it on a um, marketplace, and I and and I did it late at night. I said, yeah. she says, you know, we should do this. We should do these NFTs. And I said, okay. So I put it on and went to bed, and in like eight hours, it sold for five hundred bucks. I mean, it was just gone. Wow. And, I said, that's what I said. And I said, well, <laughs> so I started talking to some in the pug community and they were all like, no, we're all about it, man. So I said, well, wait a minute. Why don't we do a little inspirational thing based on Cooper that would show his joy and fun, lots of bright colors, simple things that you could look at and go, he makes me smile or she makes me smile. That was the whole thing. And here we are. That's awesome. Well, uh, for those that have or will be going to the website, um, you'll learn more a little bit about as well, like we alluded to the video that's on YouTube. Um, but I like kind of the structure of how you've mentored this because um, it kind of reminds me of a lot of, I mean, kind of like Patreon, but it's better. Um, and because Patreon and, and Kickstarter are great and they, they worked how they have, but I think the yeah. exclusivity kind of has turned people off over the years for those. I think so. Yeah. So I like that you're still welcoming about the whitelist and in, in being part of the initial launch. And like we talked a little bit ago about the rarity of each piece. Yeah. Um, so I know you just had a press relief with MetaNav and kind of, <laughs> how this is kind of blown up where you are going to be within the metaverse and there's some other things on the horizon. So I guess my question is, did you expect it to blow up this fast? Um, because it's everybody found the inspiration because a lot of pets were adopted during the pandemic. So I think they could relate yeah. to your story and they could relate so. to finding out that they have creativity in themselves as well. Um, yep. So I guess my question is, is, you know, when this launches and, and how you've seen the, you know, everybody kind of the community from this, what has been kind of the surprising aspect? Is it how big are the buzz around it? Or is it the community you've built of other pug lovers and people that were unaware? Uh, again, the great question. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'll go back to what you and I were talking about before. Um, you know, when we were early, we were some of the first folks on Google Plus, right? I know. And uh, Circle that's how Me's. we met. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we jumped in a circle, right? And uh, got to try out a new thing called Hangouts, right? So they, yeah. they use us as guinea pigs. and But it was fun because we all kind of got to, it was a shared experience. Right from the beginning, it was a shared experience. And as it grew and grew, we felt like, wow, finally Facebook has a replacement, right? Um, and well, we know how that worked out, but yeah, um, it did develop in us friendships, right? Like you and I, right? Friendships that to this day we're still great buds. I know, I mean, yeah, we go somewhere and we see we, we're hugging each other, and it was all through 
uh, that one shared experience. And so I think that's what um, excites me about this Web3 evolution, shifting away from large controllers of information, large gatekeepers that, you know, most, you know, like, I feel like I'm a normal person. I hope I'm a normal person. I feel like sometimes, you know, some of these things are just so far beyond our, our grasp. We just don't have the resources or the you know, network of millions of people or anything like that, right? It's just little old me with a pug stuck in Bodega Bay uh, in my pajamas. Well, how in the world am I going to pull this off? But, you know, the communities, um, uh, the NFT communities uh, on Twitter and on Discord, I will tell you, most of them, not everybody, but most of them are just like us, bro. They're just regular folks that are very creative and they're making things that are really cool. And even if it's not super cool, I just love their spirit. We're all helping each other. We're building each other up. We're buying each other's art. And I just think, you know, five years down the road, this is going to be a very, very special moment in the evolution of the Internet and community. Yeah, I mean, I think what's grabbed my attention is the community side of it. Yeah, me too. Um, because I guess if you think about the old way of consuming art, like going to an art gallery yeah. or a museum of some sort, it felt very ex like too fancy for a lot of us, like, right. because it was ex it's expensive. Or like yeah. I mentioned a cruise, I've been on a cruise and you walk through a gallery on a cruise ship and that stuff is not, cheap by any means oh no yeah i'm afraid i'm un, you know underdressed and stuff like yeah that. <laughs> right so i think this whole evolution yeah it is digitized but it's made it more accessible to people yeah because we all consume art differently um i always talk about how it's very subjective everybody loves what they love um and everybody doesn't like what they don't like but i think yeah. with your story and how inspirational it is about coming through a pandemic, creating this piece of art, seeing other people grab onto the hope that it kind of re represents. And now we've seen it, you're seeing it just blow up and it hasn't really even fully, I mean, you <laughs> mentioned it and, and, and we have till the 21st till it's available. So yeah. I, I think with NFTs being the way they are, what do you say to those that are like, still apprehensive, but you're talking about this is a dream that became reality and it's developing daily as we're seeing. What do you yeah. say to those out there that are like, well, I, I've been writing this book or I've been drawing this drawing of a family member or I want to start this nonprofit or whatever it may be. Now, see, now you're getting me excited because I think beyond NFTs, uh, I think that's what everyone's, um, you know, most have that I know have already pivoted to what's new, right? The, the lockdown, the pandemic, everything changed us in a way that we were like, you know, like twisted sister says, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. Oh, yeah. Right? And, you know, we, we, we are just, we're going to do what we love to do. I am, I may never go back to an office again. Um, I'm not going to pay $25 in tolls every day to work. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us just kind of said, you know what, my friends are dying. My, I almost lost my mother. I almost lost my grandfather, my sister, my entire family. Um, you know, that's sobering stuff. So it does put things in perspective where, you know what, I don't want to continue living my life, punching in for somebody else, getting a, a, a fraction, uh, you know, where I'm making, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 a year, because that's all he's going to pay me for my hard work. I think all of us kind of said, you know, check up on that, man. You know what? Right. Uh, we're, we can do something different here. So whether it is, you know, you know, going out and making redwood tables, you know, and selling them, you know, maybe that was a lifelong ambition, uh, something you just never thought you could make money at. Well, you can now, maybe it's, um, you wanted to sell real estate, um, and you see what people are doing with uh, NFTs now, right? They're taking a simple photograph of an estate and they're putting it on um, any marketplace pretty much. 
and you see that some are selling those that one NFT for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But with the NFT comes the title to the house and the key. Right. I was just in Las Vegas and I was meeting with a, a guy who wanted to do a project. He's a um, fancy car, um, classic cars like Porsche, um, right. Triumphs, some Lambos and other stuff. But they're all classics. And he says, you know, he says, what do you think of this? Uh, and I said, I think that's a great idea. So he wants to put now uh, his classic cars, a picture, uh, a, a an animated picture, uh, a 360 as an NFT and sell it for $112,000. And wow. with the NFT comes the keys and the title to that car. Now, I think this is very exciting stuff, right? Yeah, judging from me, who uh, years past, I've worked at Barry Jackson uh, auctions and yeah. just seeing well, you that know cars better than I do. The collector car world yeah. and how crazy that can get during an auction. <laughs> now, imagine if Barry Jackson or people who love going to those auctions every right. year have an NFT of that Model T or that 67 Impala or whatever it may be that, you know. Yeah. Watch your newsfeed, right? Yeah. Meekum goes, goes NFTs, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the I guess I guess people are having a hard time maybe getting the that the poss possibilities are really endless of like creative minds coming together, yeah, to put something out in this way. Yeah. Yeah, but I do want to talk about the metanav of you know yes. of it all. I'd love, kind of, love to. Yeah. Yeah, and and how. I think we we talked pre-show a little bit of how it it's you're into talks about some other projects that could enter the gaming world or other stuff. Yeah. It's so which is it's insane. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I'm I'm I haven't been this excited in my whole career, to be honest. Yeah, so can we go a little bit of, talk a little about that and how being that the metaverse is interested, <laughs> you know, is like on yeah. board with this, you know? Right. Yeah. I think they're, I think um, they're looking for the right kind of artists. I think it, not just me, but I think they're looking for the right kind of artists that, you know, have been in tech for a long time. Right. Uh, you know, I've had experience working with Google. I've had experience working with extremely large sporting franchises like uh, the Boston um, Red Sox and Roush Fenway Racing for NASCAR. I've worked with Paramount Pictures and Coca-Cola and all these different things. So I, I've seen all of that stuff, but it's exciting to see how now um, Brooke Brown can become her own big entity that has a reach. Man, you and I would just sit around going, I'm just me. You know, I mean, right. it, it would take them. It would take a miracle, right, for us to get to that level. Not that we want to for celebrity or be an influencer or change our, our description on Twitter that, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a social media influence, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, I'm just not into that vibe. But um, I think because we see where we're headed, we have imagination, we have creative capabilities, and we've got a great network. You and I have been around um, – a lot of tech and we know a lot of wonderful wonderful people who are interested in helping so one of them was um uh the folks at metanav and skynav which is the parent company that have been doing microverse communities for years already uh before metaverse you know went off um you know they've been doing it for years um and i just love what they're doing so they approached me early and said, look, we want you, uh, we want to help you create your own microverse. And I said, oh, that's an interesting thing. So it's not, you know, so, you know, cloud thing all over the globe, but my own microverse that can be, and this is what I love about it, that everyone that is a grumpy pug uh, holder has a key to it. They can just walk right in. They can not only walk right in, but there's no charge. They can set up their own storefront in there. They can set up, um, like Genevieve was talking about, an artist can set up a show in there, right? If he's a pug, if he's a, we call them gugs, but if he's a <laughs> gugs 
uh, family member, you know, he can just set all that up and schedule it. See, um, now everyone else, when we, we bring everyone else in and they're now a available to come into the Guggs family and the microverse from MetaNav, um, they're going to be able to buy, purchase, experience, share, uh, get some of the merch, whatever they want to do. And I think that's really going to be exciting. Um, but part of that is uh, with the MetaNav announcement that's come out is now uh, we have um, <laughs> we have film companies and video game wow. companies in Asia that are um, we're already in talks about uh, gaming um, and the uh, Grumpy Pugs movie, uh, which I wrote the script for during the lockdown. Um, so yeah. it's just so exciting to see how all of this, which for a Grumpy Pug token owner or a, a NFT owner, you know, this um, next Monday or Tuesday when they buy in early, um, you know, the value over the next year or two or three, um, you know, you may forget about Angry Birds and Hello Kitty and just think about Grumpy Pugs. Uh, well, to be honest, I haven't thought of the other two in a while, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is awesome because it, yeah, like with, there's just, again, possibilities and gaming and, and film. That's awesome. Is it, is it going to be more on the animated side for the film or is it going to be more like it is? Yeah. It's going to be an animated, um, uh, you know, a streaming probably would be a streaming direct. Um, and uh, we're just thrilled to be having these early conversations and trying to work out some deals. Um, you know, I, we, again, the beauty of it is, is we, we push everything back to the community. So we go back and ask the community, Hey, here's kind of the deal. And we have beautiful conversations about it, right? Well, what if we did this? What if we did that? Um, uh, we've got some beautiful things that are going to come out of these discussions that we're going to include. Stephanie said, Hey, you know what? We want to make Grumpy Pug so awesomely special for, for folks that come in early and are able to buy one inexpensively, right? Like my mom, right? right? My, my mom wants to come in and buy an NFT early. And I said, are you crazy? You know, I'll give you an NFT early. She goes, no, I want to go through the experience. So I say, you know, there's a lot of my friends that aren't in crypto yet that we hope that this will pull them over where they can buy with a credit card. They'll have to open up, you know, like they're used to and they're comfortable with. But we're putting a, a special video in the unlockable content, which they'll, it's a special welcome gift to the Grumpy Pugs family. But we're also putting another collectible inside that we thought maybe we could make its own NFT over, but we said, no, we're going to double up on Grumpy Pugs and give them not only the Grumpy Pug NFT, but the special collectible that um, you'll only see when a collector shares it. It's completely private just to the Guggs family. So I'm gauging that you want to be an early adopter to get your Grumpy Pug because it, it's going to sell out pretty quickly. Yeah, well, we're, we've got a lot on the whitelist already. Um, we're probably going to have to create a lottery um, just uh, because we, we were only going to release a, a 500 um, for the pre-sale, but I, we may have to push it to 1,000. We've got so many people signing up. Um, and we'll see how that pre-sale goes. Uh, it'll be at um, on Monday, next Monday. And then Tuesday it goes public. We're just... You know, bumping it up just a little bit, they'll be about a hundred dollars, which is very inexpensive. The average price on OpenSea, which is where we're at, is five hundred. So the value of the Grumpy Pug is going to be very low right now, but they're going to be really worth something uh, in the very short term as some of these announcements. Hopefully, before Monday, I'm able to um, announce a couple other things, uh, solidify some things that people just go, "Holy smokes!" That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> well, and we were talking about Discord. So for those that are unaware, Discord is a platform that a lot of communities, um, if you if you do get on Discord, definitely, I think the link is on grumpypugs.com I saw yep. earlier. Um, and there's also a Discord for BB Media Industries if you ever want to check out our Discord. Um, but it's a community of people sharing ideas, chatting. Um, it might... It, it, you also, it sounds to me like if you're in the Discord, uh, the community kind of gets first dibs to 
maybe oh, yeah. anything. That oh yeah, they know it. They know everything that's going on. Okay. Uh, we don't. We don't share anything um, outside of the community, frankly. I mean, so it, you know, it, it's kind of a commitment, right? That you want to be part of the community, right? You you can't just stand outside the gate and say, "Oh, well, I want to get in." No, you got to come in. You got to come in, you got to walk around the neighborhood a little bit. You got to wave at some of the neighbors, pet some of the pugs and just make yourself at home. Right. Because you're going to find that this is almost like a virtual family that is going to grow, not just from the sale next week of a couple pugs. It, it's going to grow as we get into selling out, giving all the money, giving money back to the ASPCA for um, to fight animal cruelty um, when it were sold out somebody we're going to uh, do a drawing for a free tesla so that's going to be Whoa. nice one of our and uh it's free for holders um one person will win one it'll have to be in the united states the uh terms will be on there but uh we want to do that special we're gonna have a i've already talked with a band i don't know if you like tom petty um, but there's a cover band called petty theft they are amazing so we're already awesome. uh, arranging for a virtual concert with them uh, for the Grumpy Pugs. Uh, it's we're going to be be our first Grumpy Pugs festival. There'll be special merch shirts we're working on, and that just leads into the gaming, the metaverse, the movie, which every Grumpy Pug will be in the movie. So your Grumpy Pug could be one of these on the wall. Um, we'll have a place in the movie and recorded, so you know exactly where it's at. So you can say, you know what. My grumpy pug right here, he's in that movie. Oh, wow. How cool that's, is that? That's a little overwhelming, but awesome. Uh, but it, it <laughs> should be, right? There should be yeah. value in this, right? And it should be clear value. Um, and you should be able to trust who you're talking with, like the artist, like me. One of the things that really cracks my coconut is, is um, you know, you see in these reports where uh, there's so many fake um, artists that are plagiarizing or stealing art. Um, there's all these scams. Uh, uh, Discord can be a dangerous place. I caution everyone, uh, do not uh, accept DMs from anyone you do not know. Do not accept or send any of your information to them, uh, your crypto, your bank account. Stay. Do not do any of that because I will tell you 99.9% .9 are scams gonna steal from you. So um, don't do that. And um, that where it comes down to my hashtag, know your artist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I think also just like anything, when there's a lot of buzz or excitement around something, there's also those people that want to scam take people. Advantage. Yeah, yeah. Take advantage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it helped. I think that's where the community aspect comes in, though because yeah. you can kind of help each other navigate through it as you know, this launch happens and as you, as things develop. So then there's, you know, you're not being taken advantage of because you're like one of the only people doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, our discord, I think the one, I don't want to talk too much about the discord, but I think one of the things that we've done with it is uh, we've kind of got rid of the selling of NFTs we've got top fun topics talking about music and art and um, things that fun topics that people can just jump into um, sports. We, we just talked on our discord about the playoffs all last night with the super bowl. And, you know, it just feels like you're just getting like Google plus, right. Where you're just, it's yeah. like a family and you do get, you're kind of in your special little, and you trust them, you trust them, you, you vetted them, you know, and we're very specific about, that in our discord, like many others are that our verification process to get in is, a, is a little strict, but it's worth it. But we keep all the riffraff out. Right. And that's yeah. important. Yeah, um, safe, I, did wanna, right? I did want to ask a question. I know I've looked on the website, but are you strictly keeping to the art as, as you know, just paintings or like art, like you've done? Or are you do adding animation within the NFTs as well? Like, like because I know you sent some to me on Twitter and other people I've seen them online of like talking pugs. So I'm just curious about the types of NFTs that you're going to be offering. 
we, we have uh, no ceiling for what we're going to be doing. So uh, the two that we have already in the works uh, is version two, which will be 3D. Oh, wow. Um, and then for the metaverse and gaming and potentially a tie-in with um, Asia on the um, the video game metaverse, um, whatever that actually becomes for the for the movie, those will be animated 3D, 4K, um, scary looking. They'll be so real looking. Um, but uh, and then we have other projects that are going to spin off. We've got the Represent project, which is going to be area code, local specific pugs. Uh, we've got Posh Pugs, which is all girls, fancy girl pugs. Um, and the community, the nice thing is the girls in our Discord are already, I'm kind of letting them run with it. So, awesome. you know, yeah, they get to decide the colors and there's a lot of pink and Barbie talk, but um, we're having a lot of fun with it. We're going to create it together. We'll benefit together. And I'm just super stoked about that. Yeah. So I guess my question, because we have all the, I mean, there's obviously stuff that you haven't released yet and you're getting ready to announce, nice. but with this whole metaverse idea of different forms of content that you've created in NFTs, what do you see, what are your predictions from what you've seen and what you've invested in in the marketplace? Because I know you're very active in kind of just spreading the NFT world to other people and kind of like, like you've shared a link to me on how there's a lot of classes that people can take. So obviously with knowledge becomes power and all of that good stuff. Um, so what do you think the prediction for this world will be going forward with how it's developing. Um, well, you know, I think we learn from the past, right? Uh, as, as things advance, um, I don't know anyone in my life with a landline. Um, I also know that um, when I first got my first iPhone, um, I was excited that it had a touch screen that I could push numbers on it. And, and my, it had a calculator. So I was like, wow, this is really exciting. But, you know, today that just sounds so cavemanish, right? That's, you know, who would do that? So when we talk about these technologies, as they march faster and faster, you see what Oculus is doing with the Quest. You see Beat Saber, which to me is like, you know, the, the new virtual guitar hero, which I love that game. Um, but, you know, it just, I see it without a ceiling. So, you know, I, I see uh, what Zuckerberg does with Facebook and kind of shows these, um, uh, you know, great commercials, but I really believe that versions of that are real. They're going to be real. They're already, we're seeing them already, but they're really going to be real and opportunities are going to be to uh, the, the owners, the communities who are running them, not a company that is telling you what you can do, limiting you. They'll be play to earn. They'll they'll be all your your special place. Um, it'll be like nothing we've seen before. So that's what makes it so super exciting and unknown, right? The, the map is <laughs> it's broad and spacious. Yeah, I'm excited because as a creative myself, I have ideas. But I think I think the one apprehension that maybe people might have is the initial investment. I mean, obviously you've talked about how you, your release is going to be less than like the average marketplace right now. Yeah. And the value of it. So you get in early next week and you, or you're on the list. When do you think people are going to, you know, love the, I mean, obviously they love the idea and the art, but I think that in the back of people's mind is, is this going to be valuable long-term because obviously through the holidays, if people were watching the crypto markets, they saw a downturn. There seems to be cyclical angles to all of this. So sure, yeah. I mean, do you think that the passion for the project and the passion for the movement that you've created and people relating to your story will outweigh kind of the old hat of, well, am I going to be making money off of this? I hope. I hope they both stay uh, in constant pairing, right? Because it, it is an investment. Uh, it, it is something that 
some people do invest in art, whether it's physical art or it's um, digital collectibles art, right? Uh, they invest with it because it's a good investment that if they get in early, like any stock market, you get in early, it will grow as the company grows. So that's why I think uh, any art that you invest in, you either love it and you're just going to be stuck with it. Or you invest in something you see, wow, when you, if you go to the roadmap on our website, you'll see the, all the things that we've got just currently planned. Um, it's a long roadmap. There's a lot of value, a lot of fun on there. Um, and I think the community has to understand, and that's what we talk about in our Discord, is that how excited everybody is. Uh, when we talk about doing festivals, they, the girls are off wanting to plan certain things. Some guys are offering to do music and, you know, tattoos and show. I mean, it's really, and we want to do these live when, uh, you know, COVID's gone. You know, we can't wait to get together and hug and be together and, um, you know, just talk about what do we want to do next? And then together we go do it. And I just never have had that in a real life setting before that wasn't a little bit fake or out of my hands. This one's in my hands. That's awesome. I mean, the news painted out of what has happened from the pandemic of people deciding what they want to do, you know, as a career. But I think the idea that you can put your creativity and actually it's more than just being able to make money off of it, it's more to make an right. impact on people. Uh, and I think that's, that's way, it? I, th I think that's what's exciting and why you're seeing a lot of your favorite artists or friends decide to go yeah. the e route yeah. because it's there's wonderful. more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Well, so exciting right now. And I, I want to thank Tim for joining me on this episode. Um, and to the community that will watch this or listen to this in the audio feed. Um, the website to check out is grumpypucks.com. Um, and where can we find you on social media? I mean, I know where you are, but. <laughs> yeah, you know where I am, but I'm, uh, I'm Tim Moore live everywhere, but I do a lot of the things through Grumpy Pugs NFT. So we're on Instagram at Grumpy Pugs NFT. We're on Twitter at uh, Grumpy Pugs NFT. In fact, we'll be doing with you tomorrow uh, live Twitter spaces at uh, 9. Um, what time were we going to do it? 8 a.m.? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. So, uh, 8 a.m., I think, PST. Um, right. Welcome to join us where we're going to talk more about this. We'll be able to invite um, you know, uh, the live audience from the uh, NFT community. Our Discord fa uh, family is going to be on there. It's going to be a huge uh, event where we're just going to talk about all of this and talk about the future and get to know each other a little bit. So grab a cup of coffee and join us. Yes. And if you missed it, I'm sure if you join the discord, yeah. there'll be more opportunities for people to get to know the community. Well, absolutely. Well, thanks to everybody that has tuned in. I know we've had a viewer uh, watching the whole time, so I appreciate it. I know there's been people commenting um, in various places. This has been live. And like I said, the, uh, this video replay will be up immediately afterwards. And then the podcast goes up uh, this week when I can get it up, but thanks to everybody and be safe out there and definitely check out grumpypugs.com. Thanks Brooke. And thanks Genevieve and everybody else was watching. Um, stay safe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>